You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. And YouTube. And mm-hmm. YouTube. We're talking a lot of YouTube <laughs> right, before, right before this. I have been uh, binging YouTube for the last few weeks, um, but especially this last week on mountain biking videos. If you want to learn something, YouTube is yeah, the new crazy. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> you know what's... What's crazy, so I grew up, I started mountain biking when I was about 10. I I saved up money from my newspaper route, and I bought my first mountain bike, a good mountain bike, when I was 10 or 11. It's a Gary Fisher. Um, you had a Gary Fisher? I did. So At I, 11 years old. At 11 years old, but I had saved up for a long time for it, this paper out money. And uh, my paper out money funded a, a ski pass and ski and ski gear and mountain bike gear and mountain bike races. So mountain biking gear and mountain bike races for the summer and then ski pass and ski gear during the winter. That was, and I did a mount, I did a, uh, a paper route from the time I was, uh, eight. I think I got it when I was eight years old, nine years old and up until I was 15. And then I finally was done with that. Then I worked on a, on a, local farm kind of worked for a, a guy that I knew that had kind of a, a farm area thing that he just needed odds and ends. So I, I did that over the summer one year and then I got a job at Canyon Sports when I turned 16 and then I worked in a gear shop pretty much ever since. So I'm thinking about it right now. There's no more newspaper jobs. No. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Which is, and also was that breaking child labor laws? I can't <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably, but <laughs> I think about it, and I I don't think you could get away with paper boys, the way that it used to be done in the world that we live in. I used to go around once a month and knock on doors and beg people to pay me, because hey, you owe me money. Wait, they, you they had to pay you. I had the... to go and collect oh my money every yeah. month from the people that I delivered newspapers to. Now, like two thirds of the people paid directly to the newspaper company and. And that covered all of my expenses because I bought the newspapers. I bought the rubber bands and all the other stuff that I had to use to deliver. You had to wrap your own you yeah. had rubber band, your own yeah. newspapers? Yeah, every morning, 5 a.m. I remember helping one of my friends do that. I just didn't know that he paid for his own rubber bands. And yeah, stuff. yeah, he paid for all of it. And so then the money that the people who were getting the newspaper from would pay the newspaper company, if that was enough to cover all of your expenses and then some, you would get a check from the newspaper company. And then you would go out and you'd collect from all the rest that haven't paid yet to get the rest of your money. And if you didn't have enough from those people to cover your expenses, then you collected all your money and then you paid the rest of the bill to newspaper and you got whatever was left over. 
So I had, I, I probably made between about 120 and 150 bucks a month um, delivering newspapers for of, all the... Of any, out of any given block, how many homes on the block took the newspaper? Probably about, probably almost half. Yeah. Probably about half of them. Which I would take now probably because I need something for my firewood <laughs> to start when I make fires. In the yeah. House. So I, I, uh, I, I went on a church mission and when I came back... Um, I was going to college. I was I was doing uh, carpeting and tile and wood floors and stuff while I was in college. And at one point, I needed a little bit of extra money because I forget why. I don't remember why. Because we always, I actually, always need more money. Never. never I actually now. got another. I got some paper routes, like three paper routes, that I delivered for about a six month period out of my car while I was in college. And I would just like park at the end of the street, grab a whole armful of newspapers and run the street, throwing them up there and stuff. And I did like three paper routes every morning for like six months just to make some extra money Wow! and stuff. But yeah, as a, as a youth that funded all of my outdoor. And the first thing you bought was a mountain bike. Mountain bike. Yep. And, uh, it was a Gary Fisher. The model was a hoo cooey coo. Hoo coo. H O O K O O the letter E. And then K O O, who cooey coo. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was it was a crazy bike. It was it was fun though. But I I rode that from the time I was like eleven until eighteen. Well, so that was big all, for you all of, as an eleven year old. Oh I, yeah, I bought it as big like as the biggest bike I could reach the pedals on with the seat all the way down. And then it by the time I was eighteen, it was a little on the small side, but it still still That's made it awesome. work. Yeah. Had the had an extra long. Um, uh, stand? No, the seat post yeah. had an extra oh, long okay. seat post sitting way up high. Um, racing cross country, that was it. wasn't the lightest bike, but I upgraded it over the years to make it lighter and lighter. Um, anyway, it was a fun, fun bike, great memories. I had a lot of fun um, back then, but yeah, that was uh, those so, were the days. So, did you restart your paper out because you got a new bike in the family? <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Yeah, so, but I've been binging. So the reason why I brought that up is because back in the day, I mountain biked a ton and I worked in a shop that sold mountain bikes and I knew the industry and I knew what was popular and stuff, but I was, I was mostly in cross country riding. Well, I got into road racing, road bike racing, and I stopped mountain biking for quite a while. And the, and mountain biking has changed so much. Holy smokes. The bikes have gotten so much better. Everything's changed. Now it's just like the most uncool thing to wear spandex when you're mountain biking. You've got to <laughs> have baggies over the top of it and stuff. And so all year last year, I'm getting on my mountain bike and I've got my, you know, my racing spandex stuff on that I, I biked on growing up that's 50 pounds too small. And... <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you thought that's why they were giving you the look, <laughs> but it's not. Like, it's because you were wearing spandex. I look fast, yeah. don't I, right now? <laughs> Just as I did. At least the extra, like, compression kind of held things yeah. in from jiggling. Too oh. <laughs> anyway, so uh, all last summer, I'm, like, on the longer rides. I, I do these longer mountain bike rides, and I'm in spandex. I did a ride up Lewis Peak with Chase, and I'm in spandex, and he's in baggies. Did you say anything to him, Chase? Did you uh, be like, I'd, dude, nice bandage. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. Greg. What kind of friend are you? Oh, I, my gosh. You're nice. I don't judge. 
but it's like I'm I'm now watching YouTube videos of like mountain bike races and very I mean if you get in the cross country scene of the real competitive people they're still in spandex but I was gonna say like the uh, oh crap Xterra is that right yeah like those they're in like full yeah. spandex yeah like, like the, the the collegiate stuff here is all spandex yeah for cross country so, so if you're in like cross country racing yeah you're still decked out in spandex. But anything other than cross-country race, it's, like, uncool to be Ooh. just spandex. But I'm, like, uncool as, as can be. But this week, I bought my wife a new mountain bike. And a few weeks ago, I mentioned that I bought myself a new mountain bike. Her mountain bike's, like, way better than mine. Well, <laughs> well you spent a chunk better. of change on yours. Yeah. Yeah, and I got a great bike. I got a great deal. It was about a $5,500 bike. I got it for $3,000. Hmm. Well, we got her about a $9,000 bike for $3,500. How, how'd you do that? So, <laughs> do we do we want to know? Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> illegal, but <laughs> you can't prove it. So, <laughs> no, um, so the guy that originally built this bike up, apparently, as the story was told to us, uh, he worked for Backcountry or Competitive Cyclist or whatever, and he got a great deal on this Yeti mountain bike. And he built it up as nice as could be, like Envy Wheels, XX1, Derailleur, just top of the line, everything for his wife. And his wife never rode it. And so at a certain point, he ended up selling it and it had like 50 total miles on it after a couple of years of, of ownership. So the lady that bought it, she rode quite a bit and it got a lot of use, but it's still top spec everything. And, and she took good care of it. For how long? Um, another like three years. So the bike's five years old, the mm -hmm. 2016 Yeti SB 4.5. And, um, and so she took really good care of it, but she rode it a lot. Um, I checked it out when we checked it out, it, it needed a little bit of work on it. Um, like the brake rotors were worn, they needed to be replaced and some of those types of things, but generally everything was working pretty well. So I took it into the bike shop here in Ogden and they looked it over, replaced the rotors, did a quick tune-up, and they said, this thing is in awesome shape. It's mm. just, like, almost brand new other than the paint chips from rocks and stuff like that. So my my wife is a hardcore road biker. Like, she's good. Do you mind if I borrow your wife's bike every once in a while? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can go ride together. <laughs> yeah. But my wife's a good road biker, but she doesn't mountain bike. And she wants to mountain bike, and we've got some cool trails around our house, but, like... Are you prepared for her to be better than you? That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I introduced her to road biking after years of racing, and the first race we did together, the Lodija, she beat me. I introduced her to trail running. And just to be... And she beat me. It's like it's not a shortened we, course. Like, it's no, the same it's course. same course. Yeah. And the thing is, is she was riding with a bunch of women... And they couldn't hang with her. And so from mile 100 to mile 206, she rode solo, almost completely solo. I was riding with a group and she, like, her time, her finishing time and my finishing time were exactly the same. Did she miss her calling or what? Yeah, I don't know. She's she's a, whenever she, like, puts some effort into something physical, especially when it comes to endurance, she just is amazing. Really good. And she wants to try mountain biking. Mainly, I want her to try mountain biking. Um, but she's she was excited about it. And just this last week, on Monday morning, I woke up. And I would, for some reason, this thought popped into my head. 
You should just check KSL and see what bikes are, are on there. KSL, man. And I have looked. I have looked on KSL. Yeah. For those that are listening that don't know what KSL is, that's a local uh, news website or whatever. It was um, Yeah, KSL is a local channel, state, yeah, like a television yeah, station, television channel. that 10 years ago or something decided to do an online marketplace for used goods. Yeah. And pretty much... Is there Owns, pro- probably m- makes them all the money now? Right. Yeah. yeah, they're like the biggest classified listing in in Utah, Idaho, Wyoming area. It's wild. Anyway, so I have been watching KSL for many days, looking for bikes. And I couldn't find anything, and then this one morning, the thought was, "Hey, look and see if there's anything there." So I looked on there. I'm scrolling through, scrolling through, and I see this Yeti. And I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking 3,500, and I see the picture, and I'm thinking that must not be the right picture because I happen to know that those wheels, brand new, are $2,500, and I happen to know that bike, brand new, and all the specs and stuff before they swapped out and put on these new wheels. That's a $7,500 bike, and I'm thinking this can't be the right bike. But I contact the person. Hey, is this still available? Yeah, it is still available. We. Uh, so we go and check it out, and I'm thinking, even if she doesn't like the bike, we can turn around. And You're like sweet, sell, but I'm only giving you two grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just don't know if this bike's worth it. So anyway, we um, so we ended up buying that bike, and she's excited about it, but I am like way more excited yeah. about it. So I've been binging YouTube videos about like, well, if you're getting into mountain biking in the year 2021, what's cool and what like. What do people wear and stuff? Because I've just got all my old school spandex race race gear. And uh, anyway, so. That's how I feel when I go to the gym. I'm like, my 10-year-old Under Armour shorts <laughs> and my new Topos and like an old T-shirt, you can get away with it, but that is not gym attire. That's like, not, no, not the you, fashion. That You know, I got I, that's smart. YouTube. Uh, what do I wear to the gym in 2021? <laughs> I, I don't know. Either. Yeah, joggers. What are those? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So dad shoes. What? Yeah. So we're. Uh, so I. I like. We just ordered new helmets. Uh-huh. So What'd we got some new. We got Pac helmets. Okay. They make some sweet helmets. Yeah, they do. And uh, happened to just through the shop reached out to Pac and was able to get a pro deal so it's able to get a bit of a discount that way and nice. so we got some couple of Pac helmets got some new full fingered gloves because my gloves my road biking gloves I wore out my full fingered gloves from uh, uh, from back in the day and so I just had fingerless road biking gloves which I absolutely hate for mountain biking so I've been using a thin pair of like ice climbing, old ice climbing gloves that are just too warm on a hot day, but that's, you know, at least I have good grip. And uh, so anyway, I got some full-fingered gloves for her and for me and uh, bought a bunch of club ride apparel, biking apparel for her, which is just looks cool. And and you're going on a trip soon? Like you've got a brand new bike. How do you stay home? So (laughs) that's the thing is we bought this bike and I'm super excited about the bike. It's going to snow tonight. And she calls and she calls me like, so this was Monday night that we got the bike. Then Tuesday at about lunchtime, she calls me and she's like, um, 
I called my mom. They're going to watch the kids. We're going to Moab. <laughs> and I'm thinking, Bummer. holy smokes, oh. I am so in love right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, so we're, yeah, so we're taking off on Thursday, Thursday morning. Going to go down there. Going to bike Thursday afternoon, all Where day are you Friday, staying? Are you all day the Saturday. No, we're going to just, we're going to stay in a hotel. So we, large. we, yeah. we had a plan for our anniversary. It was our 10 year anniversary this last year. Okay. We had a plan to go last to Glacier. Year, Oh, in, in November, okay, 2021, or tw- 2020. 2020. We had plans to go to Glacier National Park for like a week for that for that anniversary. Yeah, and that got canceled because of all the crap that was going on. That still kind of is going on. <laughs> that crap. That, that crap. crap. And um, and so anyway, we ended up just hanging out here. We got Grandma and Grandpa to watch the kids for like a day and a half and we just did some hikes around here and stuff like that but it wasn't really quite the 10-year awesome anniversary that we were expecting so we're just kind of calling this we pulled off yellowstone for our anniversary but then a tree fell on our house so we had to come home early (laughs) yeah Yeah. last year anniversary sucked man (laughs) 2020 man so uh anyway so we're kind of calling this in a sense our 10 year anniversary trip we're gonna so we're gonna go mountain biking we got her some this weekend or next weekend yeah on uh, on a week from now okay but well so right now what is it friday that's friday friday the 20 something of february it took me a few it has taken me all day to figure out what i'm doing today it's (laughs) 2 30 in the afternoon (laughs) and i'm finally realizing it's friday the 26th and I got shit to do. <laughs> Stuff. Sorry. Yeah. Whatever. I was having a rough morning. I don't know, man. Yeah. I had a good night though. Chase pulled me up on the mountain last night with the with yeah, some of the I Gear Thirty pictures. boys, and yeah, and they did fun. some some fun tricks. Uh, maybe on a future podcast, we'll talk about how to teach someone how to ski because that's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, we taught down how to ski last teaching, night. Teaching grown men how to ski is, <laughs> is uh, that's fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, is. that's a fun thing to watch. <laughs> I'm no ski instructor, and I tried to do it my best. <laughs> and Dallin is very literal. And yes, so very yeah, literal. Chase would say, like, he would try and use metaphors or examples, you know, like this and like that. And you'd lose, you could see lose it in just, his eyes. Like, <laughs> just like, I, so what am I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> just put your skis like this. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, you haven't mountain biked, you haven't since last summer. Your wife is not a strong mountain biker because she hasn't ever really got into that sport. Right. Do you have a trail in mind you to hit first down yeah. there? That's, yeah. So, there's, uh, I've done a little bit of research. There's a, there's a trail in Dead Horse. Point State Park, or right near that, called the Dead Horse Point Loop, I think is what it's called. It's like 14 miles or 15 miles or something, and it's a pretty mellow, it's like a blue trail, but it's not a ton of climbing, lots of kind of going, like, I don't know, in and out of trees and over down little steps and up little steps and stuff, nothing too crazy. I figured that'll be a good one for her to get comfortable on her bike. And then on Friday, we're going to do one called the Navajo Rocks Trail, which is like a 17 or 18 mile trail. Have you heard of that one? Um, it's like, it's just a little harder. It's like a blue to a black kind of right in between there. 
it's a little bit harder than the Dead Horse Point one, but still not too crazy. And it's got a little bit more of the slick rock type riding, um, as well as some windy dirt trails. But it looks really cool. It's not like hardcore steep climbing and stuff, but it's got a little bit more in there. And just some really cool features that I think will be awesome for her. That'll be the next step up for her, and she'll get comfortable. And then on Saturday... And then we're going to just do some hikes and stuff as well yeah. on Friday. And then on Saturday, we're going to do Slick Rock Trail. And that's harder. You're going to do the full Slick Rock? That's the plan. Do the practice loop first? I Yeah, I showed her I showed her some YouTube videos of what it looked like, and she's like, oh, that looks so fun. I was thinking, whoa, sweet, because I was afraid if I showed her, it might psych her out. So I, it's been 20 years since I've done Slick Rock. Yeah. But I remember going the first time, and I was... I wasn't scared. <laughs> I just did it, right? And right. then I remember going back like five years later and I thought, what? <laughs> what was I thinking? What was I thinking? <laughs> you can die on this. Like, it's very intimidating. The, yeah. There's like the first drop or something where I'm like, I, and oh, oh, and by the way, I didn't even have full suspension on Slick Rock. Yeah. Like I had, so there was that. But there, I remember watching this dude. It's almost like, do you know that bowl that's right there? Yeah, right like, near the first. Yeah. Yeah. So, watching these dudes on full suspensions like dropping it and crushing it right and we're like that is the coolest thing and then we tried it on ours and did and i'm and i remember going back and thinking there's no there's no way in hell i would do that right now (laughs) (laughs) it's so scary looking yeah but what's interesting is it's almost like a skateboard ramp or something where it's the same it's the same every time you know as long as you drop in at the right spot then it's the same drop every time or whatever and you just got to hold on and don't mess up. Yeah. I remember my first Moab experience uh, a couple of years ago was a full suspension. Um, I had an old, oh, I can't remember what it, an old Fuji, I think, or no, an old felt. Oh, yeah. Um, an old felt bike. Both shocks on the front were completely shot. I think they're seized. Uh, hardtail taking that thing down gemini bridges and i was wrecked <laughs> and my derailleur in the back broke towards the bottom you're like oh it's not that bad like going downhill you don't you don't really need that and then you get out to the bottom and you realize i have to go I have back to climb up. up that to get out of here <laughs> i had to and push I'm, my bike up a tree i don't I'm, remember which one it sucks yeah, oh, I'm stuck in in one gear, and it wasn't it wasn't in a climbing gear at all. Oh no! Just like trying to push up this hill. Yeah. And then my friends are like, we get home, they're like, let's go play around in the bike park, and I'm like, my body is destroyed <laughs> right now. How are we playing in a bike park? And I go and jump with my buddies, like brand new Yeti full suspension bike, and I got on and was like, oh, oh no wonder this- you guys were flying down these trails, and no wonder you're not your back's not compressed six inches, and like. It is a game changer. Yeah. So, needless to say, I have a sp- full suspension now. Totally worth it. <laughs> Do you know? And I think I've mentioned this before. The one of the first times I went to Moab, um, my bike was a brand new and it, and it had front suspension, which was fairly new at the time. But we went with two kids with no suspension and rode Porky. Uh, is it Porcupine Rim? Yeah. And rode that. And I look back on that now and I'm like, I don't, I'm not, I think the only reason they made it is because they're 17 years old. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And you just, you, that's just what you do when you're 17. Right. But yeah. I have no idea. And there was no suspension before. Who the heck made this trail before, <laughs> you know? Right. 
yeah, Jeeps or whatever, but yeah, pretty wild. So full suspension uh, is, an, is an incredible difference maker, especially for the longevity of your body. Yeah. Yeah, your own sanity. <laughs> exactly. But well, good luck. That sounds like fun. Yeah, um, it should be, should be a good time. I think maybe next week when we record, maybe we'll record before before I go on the trip, but in a yeah. couple of weeks I'll have some good stories, I imagine. Cool. Sweet. So, All yeah. right. Well, good luck to the wife. Um, I think she's going to kick your butt. I think she will. Yeah. Yeah. As far as like, see, I'm, when we go skiing, for example, I, I ski a lot harder than she does. I take more risks and everything like that on the downhill, but she toasts me on the uphill most of the time. Like ski touring? Yeah. Ski touring. Yeah. And same with the road bike. Like on the downhills, I go as fast as I possibly can, never use the brakes, rarely use the brakes, and she's a little bit more conservative on the downhill. So I totally suspect that on the climbs, she's going to toast me, and on the downhills, she's going to be more conservative. But she's got the better bike. Which will be interesting on Slick Rock. Yeah. Yeah, because the downhills are, I mean, you kind of have to be aggressive on some of the downhills, but the uphills... Or steep uphills. Yeah. They're really punchy, punchy and they're not, not really a Consistent. Um, mellow, steady climb. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I think Slick Rocks might destroy me <laughs> because I'm not in that, that great of weekend shape. Would just, I think day one of your weekend <laughs> yeah. would absolutely destroy me. Yeah. yeah, we're not doing like, we're not doing crazy long rides. 17 miles is the longest ride we do and it's, uh, maybe it'll end up being way harder than I suspect, but. <laughs> But that, um, that red rock, slick rock stuff is just abusive. It, it does take <laughs> it out of you. It, it is like it's so such different riding than it's up abusive. here. I mean, coming from someone who thought he could run fifty miles on red rock and it'd be the same as running on trails in northern Utah, it's, it's not the same. Yeah. yeah, not as soft as dirt. Not quite. <laughs> yeah. With that said, though, on some of the trails, depending on the trails, if you're on slick rock and it's just kind of rolling, you can really cover ground pretty fast. Oh, uh, totally. Yeah, it's like being so, on asphalt. You know, like a 17-mile loop, if you can average 8 miles per hour, that's only a two-hour ride. Yeah. Uh, not too bad. Um, although I think most people do it slower than that. But anyway, we'll see. I'm saying all this all this stuff like, oh, yeah, I don't. it probably won't be too bad. And I'm going to come back and just be like, oh, my gosh, like I couldn't, body cast. couldn't walk the next day. Brandon, and then Brandon I can't make it to the sh- – I can't go downstairs. <laughs> so we'll have to podcast <laughs> next week. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty good, though, at, at pushing through the suffering and then paying for the, for the next like, three months. <laughs> I've done that before. Done, so. done there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, should be a good – fun trip and i'll i'll have things to report on both the the location the trails as well as the the new gear both your new bikes sweet yeah my my uh my wife doesn't listen to our podcast very often hopefully she doesn't before her beforehand but her birthday's coming up and and so i'm getting her a bunch of mountain biking gear for her mm. birthday to to use on this trip so we'll be able to report on some of that I love as it. well anyway yeah. uh that's it Thanks for joining us for the podcast today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends if you would. And also check out gear30.com. That's G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. And if you are in the market for a new mountain bike, check out KSL. <laughs> <laughs> Not Gear 30. Or or, yeah. uh, or uh, the bike shop or some of the Two other. Hoosiers Two or Hoosiers. Or Bingham. Yeah, they're all good. Uh, Anyway, yeah, that's it. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. Woo-woo.